Welcome to Swords and Mental Health, the place where the modern study of the ancient art of swordplay and mental health intersect. I'm your host, Jana Datan. Part 3 of The Joy in Sword Fighting In the final installment of the series, I speak with Filipino-American HEMA practitioners Chris Vivo, who is a longtime HEMA instructor, and my friend Swan, who is brand new to the community. This episode was recorded 3rd of April, 2022, in Burbank, California, USA. All right. I am here in Verdugo Park. Where is that? I'm in Burbank now. Um, I'm here with my friend Swan. Um, we met at SoCal Sword Fight last February. And yeah, I'm... introduce yourself. <laughs> hey, I'm Swan. I've been doing HEMA about um, a year with a club. And then before that, I was just watching YouTube videos um, like uh, Bjorn Ruther and Meyer, not really knowing the difference, watching Fiore videos and um, uh, Academy Duello. Um, so I got a good background kind of in different approaches. I also did uh, Filipino martial arts, Kali. But before that, had no martial arts, no sports background, total total noob to swords and was like, hey, lightsaber's fun, but my arm is tired. Like maybe I should kind of learn how to do some techniques so I don't get worn out. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of fell from there and yeah, went down the, the rabbit hole. The rabbit now, hole of swords. Now I've got a, a whole wall of swords. Yeah. So. I feel like that's like the fate of everybody who gets into HEMA. Um, so Swan, you're also quite new to HEMA and the topic for the, um, for the podcast is, um, you know, and I think you'll, um, very much, uh, relate to this is you know because we're so new and you know everything's just like wow it's like a a a source of wonder for us right Mm -hmm. Um, but also like you know considering you know getting into tournaments and uh, you know trying to see if you can like medal or do your best like Fran and I were talking about how she is kind of like at the end of that journey and I'm just starting out Mm -hmm. and um, so basically what we want to ask people is that how important it is to just do something that makes you happy, even though you're not very good at it and you still get joy from it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how much of that do you factor into your training? Like how much happiness do you get from, you know, the training or are you more like, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta get ready for the tournament i gotta win, win, like win trying win, to level win. up yeah yeah because like in mm-hmm. my in my case i went to my first tournament in socal i went for my to my first long sword tournament in socal and it really put me in a different mindset and the reason why i skipped the small sword symposium is because i i was a mental wreckage from just the tournament like it took some of the joy out of what I do mm-hmm. and I noticed that and I'm like well the whole thing of me doing all of the HEMA content I make is because I find joy in like the very simplest things like just doing the drill just doing things in repetition mm-hmm. you know what I mean so what are your thoughts on that yeah no that's, that's, that's a really good question um, and since I'm so new and our club Academy of Arts um, like is very strict about you don't do any bouting 
you don't do any sparring, like you're forbidden from doing it until you get to the apprentice level. Yeah. Um, so when I was reading about that class, uh, this, the school, um, they really focus on foundation of Lichtenauer and the history and terminology and everything. And I really liked that because I really wanted to, like, I was very serious about learning this. I didn't want to just, hey, let's just start fighting because I want to bash people. And that's kind of how I felt about martial arts that I dabbled in before. It's mm-hmm. like you join a club and like a lot of people are like advanced and they're like, hey, I'm going to take you down and yeah. just like kind of show you or haze you or whatever. Whereas um, I feel in our, in our club that because everyone's uh, basically learning so gradually and we're doing such fundamental stuff, um, there isn't any pressure. Um, and I really like that you can kind of take as many rounds. So it's about a six month, uh, 16 classes or so. And then we go through cuts and then tactics and then um, the Meisterhau and, and then doing um, like binds and wines. And yeah. then um, towards the end, like you start to be like, okay, you look back on all of it and like, okay, I'm going to take this whole thing again. But now I know what to look out for. And, right actually read the outlines because we have everything written out ahead of time you can read the sources um but so when i went to the tournament um i had intended to do cutting um but i couldn't couldn't make that because of work um but i ended up just taking classes and watching everyone else uh, compete and it's a lot to take in i mean definitely even just listening for the hits and you're like okay who won like i don't even know what's going on i still have that problem (laughs) yeah yeah totally um and thankfully uh, we have a couple judges that are in our club so it's i'm excited to to learn from them Mm -hmm. as they're pretty skilled at it um but yeah i i definitely wasn't gearing up to compete in any way like i think that's the nicest part about our school is that everyone is super mellow they want to learn it um and we're just kind of discovering it together and when you work with someone um, that's more advanced and they give you pointers. It's not like, oh, you just shamed me and told me that I did this wrong. It's like, no, we actually really want to help each other. And even now, like I'm technically considered a more advanced student in the novice cur- curriculum. Um, like I'll give people pointers. I'll be like, you know what? Your elbows are sticking out and everyone's like really thankful. Yeah. Or I'm like, hey, hit me. Like I want you to actually make contact because it took me a while to feel good about hitting other people, but you yeah. aren't going to get, get it. You're not going to get the maneuver unless you're doing it with intent. Right. Um, so with that being said, um, when I went to the tournament and I saw like people getting really serious and I took like my first class that um, was way above my head, um, it definitely made me kind of reconsider like, damn, am I in the right place? Like I really almost don't feel like I belong because I'm not prepared. Yeah. Um, um, but then I took another class and that was more beginner based. And so I felt like, OK, I know what's going on. Um, the, the class split and so the people that weren't as comfortable could do their level and then the other people could do their level. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I felt, I felt taken care of. I felt that everyone was considerate and mm. um, there was only one instance where I was uh, in an advanced class uh, with Jake Gassman um, and there was another beginner and so we didn't have gear and so we were kind of working together but he got a little bit overzealous and he nailed me in the nose and that was oh, the first no. time that I realized that like, okay, this is getting a little bit too rough, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, Hey, this is the chill out, bro. Yeah. Um, so I went with it and I paid for it with getting hit in the nose. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I brought that back to my, cl- my club and I was like, Hey, even if you're sparring within the club or wherever, if you feel someone's getting a little too rough, yeah. just say so. Exactly. Um, so I, th- I feel that communication is really a huge thing, um, to be able to trust the other person and know that you're in it for the same reasons. And if you feel that someone else is doing it for a different reason, then you have the right to be like, Hey, that was fun, but, um, that's not really what I'm here for. So thanks for, for working with me, but I'm going to move with someone else or just watch. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame in that. Oh no, there's no shame in sitting something out. I've yeah, done yeah. that before. Yeah. Yeah. For real. So I'm glad I, I got to see a tournament in person and yeah. I'm really looking forward to doing it next year. And, um, and it was really inspiring to hear a lot of your comments on it and having to prove yourself and 
hearing our, our, our instructors too say that, yeah, we don't compete. And yeah. it's like the first thought is like, well, why not? Like, don't you want to yeah, show that exactly, you're able? But at the exactly. same time, like, depends on what your goals are. If you want to win medals, mm-hmm. you can go, kind of go down that path, but then that can become too much and you start to lose sight of the fun of it when you're yeah, just competing. Exactly. Um, or if you're just doing it for fun, but not really wanting to challenge yourself, you're not putting anything into practice. Right, right, you're right, not honing right. your skill. Right. You're not getting feedback. Um, it so, has to be some kind of balance. That yes. I was talking, I was speaking mm-hmm. with one of the instructors at Einhorn today, mm-hmm. and he kind of said the same thing. Like when you're, you know, free sparring, you're free playing. Mm-hmm. You gotta have some goals, mm-hmm. um, and not just to have fun. Like mm-hmm. set some goals. And so I, I like what I, I like that you said that as well, because Thanks. it's true. Um, you do need to have like you, you, you should like not necessarily should get something, but like you're not gonna get the most out of it if you don't at least like set a goal. Yeah, and um, uh, the like foundation of all of this is that we're studying historical martial art, which was martial and lethal. Right. And so you're trying to to understand these techniques and whether it's for physical fitness or mental um, acuity and and like practice or just like interest in the history, um, we are going off of something that's. Uh, very well different cases is, is written out and has like a lot of sort of context and, and uh, uh, technique around it um, so I feel that yeah having the goal of actually applying that you can only really truly master it if you're using it in kind of an aggressive way right, right so right. so keeping that in mind it's like well we're all still friends and it's not like yeah, hey exactly. I'm, I'm here to, to like really get my frustration and adrenaline out yeah um, but you're actually learning together, and it's great to see, especially the tournament, people hugging afterwards. Yeah, I mean, for that sure. That was wonderful. So I, I feel it's it's most most of all been, like, welcoming community, um, everyone, like, not having an ego. Yeah. People not complaining. Yeah. Um, people being willing to admit that, oh, I'm, I'm not that comfortable with this, and can we do that again, or can yeah. we do it slower? Um, so, yeah, so I've overall felt really supported, and that's why I'm so engaged in this, because yeah. I've... I've always felt in sports, I was always the last one picked. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't a sporty person. Either. I never, never knew how to play before mm-hmm. I'd show up and everyone was like always like way more advanced than I was. So this is the first time that I felt like at the same level as everyone else, growing with everyone else and being able to give and receive feedback on an equal playing field so that we're supportive. Yeah, exactly, I exactly. I, I love that for you, dude. Like I'm so excited that we finally got to meet and... Oh, yeah. You know, just chatting about sorts, is, mm-hmm. it's it's good. And like the, like what you're saying, like the community, it's one of the most accepting and supportive community I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. And it's, for me, that's what keeps me in this. And that's why I keep coming back. Like, what makes you, like, compelled to keep coming back to sorts? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's always been a lifelong thing that, like, I've wanted to do it. But I was like, yeah. oh... I don't know how to do that and whatever, like my, like, I don't think I'm strong enough. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, when you start properly and you get like the right, uh, yeah. advice at the beginning, yeah. then you don't hurt yourself. You know, like where your, your limitations yeah. are, you learn how to start building strength. Right. Um, and I never, ever liked lifting weights or doing any kind <laughs> of serious exercise. And now I'm like, I want to do that because I want to be ready and be able to handle the montante. Yeah. Um, or, um, be able to be coordinated with the sword and buckler and like practicing with both arms and, um, developing strengths that my right arm isn't all bulk and my left arm is super weak and uncoordinated. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact that I'm actually making progress, I'm seeing other people make progress. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy too is that it's become more popular 
Um, I don't know if it was just like Star Wars or Witcher or Game of Thrones or whatever, but um, our club in particular has like something like 40 students now. Wow, that's a big club. Yeah, so today even we had uh, the regular uh, novices that I'm that have been doing this for a while. We had a brand new first first ever time class, and then we had a second class for beginners. Um, so we actually need more <laughs> instructors, instructors yeah. and coordination to make it happen. And so that was happening. Then we had people mentoring. Uh, apprentices mentoring novices off to the side to get ready for their tests and I'm preparing for my test and then we also had a group of studying Montante we were reading the manuscript and like interpreting it and talking with the instructor and it was great that he's like yeah my guess is good as yours let's talk it through try it at speed does it make sense no it doesn't let's like let's take a step back and reevaluate and at first he was kind of tough but now that he's seen that we're serious about it and he's like, yeah, actually, I like the way you guys did it. I'm going to revise my teaching. And it's it's so great that it's like uh, like we're all like it's democratic in a sense that we're uh, everybody can contribute. And you might have a perspective that someone else just didn't have. Yeah. Um, and so the diversity aspect of it and having different levels, different ages, different strengths, different uh, amounts of background martial arts. Um, all of it is like, yeah, putting everybody on the path to want to be better and share their knowledge and then take what they can get out of it right. so well, yeah totally positive Loved yeah it. i i'm so glad dude like mm-hmm. i and and again like you're like one i think you were like the first filipino hema friend i made and then i met chris chris is also cool but like it's like just c- going around la and like meeting so many people it's like it, it solidified the fact that like hema the hema community it, it will have its problems just like any sure. other community but like for the most part it's it's definitely one of the most positive ones mm-hmm. that I've seen like in terms of like the people who and, 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 and also like the people who are like coming in too, like you and I. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's 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 been really just great to see that and get to like talk to you guys and stuff about this and yeah, thank you. you know, hell yeah. Let's let's go to let's let's get training and go to the next room but also like keep having fun with it right yeah exactly and there's people too that come like hardcore for a while and then they drop out for a bit yeah. and then they come back and it's like yeah there's no no judgment and exactly. life, life gets in the way if you miss the next few flat classes no biggie yeah uh, you miss brave fall class then yeah that's on you you're not gonna <laughs> know how to fall but um but yeah no it's 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 great to, to feel welcomed every time and even if you did miss stuff people are like yeah I'll, I'll brush you up and we can meet up after and i've met people outside um, and so, yeah, now it's turning into like, okay, I'm meeting three times a week outside of class yeah. and maybe we should get a studio so that we can kind of more formally have classes. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's great to, to think ahead and like really see, Hey, in two years, I'm going to be way more serious about this and be able to like teach more people because yeah. I enjoy teaching and me too. Yeah, totally. So yeah, whether or not you do tournaments, it's like, that's just, I think what, what mindset you're in at the time. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, I'm committed to tournaments. I have to keep doing it and then feel bad if you don't. It's like you can move in and out of whatever area you want to do. So Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Swan. It's been awesome hanging out and talking to you. And I will see you on the next one. For sure. Thanks. SoCal Star was my first tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I competed in the small sword um, competition and the long sword competition, which was like the first time I've ever like fought people. Right. And it really like wrecked me mentally because I like went from like being excited about like learning about swords and like, you know, just having swords around to right. like being just very self-critical about the way I fought. Um, and so um, I guess she wants me to talk about, so when I, I skipped the symposium, which was in Auburn, the small mm-hmm. sword one, 
because I was just like I don't know if I'm like built for this or like I'm prepared yet and so I just came out here instead to just hang out with HEMA people friends, yeah. yeah with with friends and like meet new friends who like the hobby that I'm into right and just get the joy back from it without like the stresses of like mm-hmm. being in a tournament setting and it's been great like ha- having met you and all of the cool stuff that you do super awesome um but yeah like i would like to hear like what your thoughts are on that okay, um oh this is chris vivo by by the way who's an awesome another filipino hima guy <laughs> one of the few not that many of us exactly um well a lot of it is because i had a very long competitive career mm-hmm. um even before i got into hima Uh, I was uh, a competitive sport fencing uh, competitor and coach for over 30 years. Oh, wow. Um, But a lot of what I learned was my early exposure to martial arts. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a kid, the style of martial arts that I primarily practiced was Shotokan Karate. Yeah. And Shotokan here in Los Angeles was definitely non-tournament. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that was even close to a tournament we had out here mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid was in our system, we only would have like a very formal sort of tournament um, in Little Tokyo once a year during the big festival. Yeah. Okay. So I was like willing to it and like, I didn't think of like, you know, martial arts, you know, whether it's Asian or Western as being competition-based when I got to, to college and I was like suddenly like on like the, you know the competitive fencing team it was, it was kind of different yeah but one of the things that I had to learn early on was when I was spending too much time worrying about whether or not I won or lost mm-hmm. it wasn't fun yeah okay yeah I would get stressed out I get really mad I mean I threw tantrums when, you know, I lost about, and my coach literally had to like sit me down and go, hold on, okay, you know, that's not what this is about. I mean, this is a, a sport where, you know, I mean, this is like, remember, this is like back in the, the, the late 70s, early 80s, where yeah. it was a lot more um, what they now call like classical fencing. Yeah. So it was more, more about like, like forms like, yeah, it was still competitive, it was still an NC8 sort of thing, but it's like, well, no, we, you still have to worry about, you know, winning with honor. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You, you want to win properly. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, throwing counters like that, I mean, I, I got, you know, benched a couple times for, like, <laughs> being too emotional. Yeah. Okay. And then for the thing I, I learned, and basically this was, you know, uh, shortly after I got pushed up to varsity, it was, okay, if you want to, like, stay on varsity, mm-hmm. you got to learn how to calm down. Yeah. And the thing that I learned was, okay, I got into this because I love swords. Yeah. Okay, I grew up like reading fantasy. Yeah. Okay, you know, watching historical movies and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just love swords. Yeah. Okay. And the thing that someone reminded me, it was like actually one of my teammates was like, you do this for fun. Tournaments are just a way to test yourself. Right. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about the medals, okay? Yeah. Don't worry about qualifying for nationals. Right. Okay? Yeah, I mean, the team depends on you, but do this for fun. Yeah. And 
the thing I found is like as soon as I changed my attitude mm-hmm. and started like doing it for the enjoyment of just going out there and basically playing with swords again. Yeah. I started winning. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as I realized, okay, let's go out there and have fun. And as soon as I emphasized the fun, instead yeah. of like, no, I must win. Yeah. I actually started to win. It's a okay? mindset thing. Yes. Yeah. It's it all about the mindset. Like, and that's what my coach is like, yes, we're out here to have fun. Okay. That's why we, we play games sometimes in practice. Like, yeah, right. we do all the drills and everything. But every once in a while, we'll do like some silly stuff. It's because, yeah. no, we're out here to have fun. So when you're out there in a tournament, you know, the pressure's on. That's how you don't let the pressure get to you. Yeah. Okay. You think about, okay, I want you to have fun, relax. Okay. So that's what we'd like all the team bonding things. Like, you know, you, you, you'll even see that um, at, even at the, the HEMA tournaments. Yeah. You'll notice that the, the clubs where you see the, the, the club members enjoying themselves and having fun. Okay. Instead of stressing about, oh my God, I'm, my pool's coming up. Yeah. The ones, the most successful are the ones that are out there having fun. Yeah. And you'll notice that very often the really high level competitors are really good friends because they're out there having fun with their friends that's true that is true okay so if you can learn how to like do that and just go out there and have fun yeah you'll find that competitions are more enjoyable Mm -hmm. and you're not gonna be quite as nervous about it yeah okay just go out there and have fun i cried a lot during (laughs) my pool I did not leave my pool, but I put up a pretty good fight. But I cried a lot, mainly because I was getting frustrated with my gear. Um, yeah. It, I almost dropped my sword. Like my gloves are like my biggest thing. I complain about it all the time. But it was it was incredibly frustrating to know. And I and, and you're right. It is a mindset thing mm-hmm. because you know it was it was just incredibly frustrating to know that I could have done better. But at that time. Like, that's all I could have done. Right. But, like, it was, like, the what if that kind of got stuck yeah. in my head. Because, like, you mean, I mean, I stopped competing years ago. Yeah. So now I, I just coach. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, at the last Wokal Sword Fight, uh, one of, I, like, a person, and it was her first tournament ever. Yeah. Matter of fact, until the tournament, she'd only sparred, like, three or four times. Right. So, it was, like, this is, like, okay, I'm Throwing you to the wolves. Yeah. Okay. But just go, just go in there and have fun. Don't worry about winning. Just go in there. No, you're out there to like test yourself. See what it's like. See yeah. if you enjoy doing this. Yeah. And just have fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she had like last minute equipment malfunctions. We had to like, oh my god, that that came off. Let's, yeah. Okay. Uh, they're not like spare strip of leather. Yeah. Okay, let's tie this back together. Yeah. Back out there. You know, there are a couple of bad calls, but it was like, okay, don't worry about it. And like. Even as like her coach, right? Yeah. I have to remind myself, okay, don't yell at the director, don't yell at you know the, the judges. Yeah. Okay, just okay. So like you know, one of them, like I very afterwards like went up to, you know, uh, one of like the, the organizers who actually came over to help judge because there there were problems in the ring. I said, you know, hey, so and so, I want to thank you for coming over and, you know, yeah, settling things down because yeah, we had problems. Because yeah, I understand. We had some experience you know, directors and stuff. And I go, yeah, I understand. But you see, even though I'm not competing anymore, mm-hmm. in order for me to really help the people I'm coaching, yeah. to go out there and have a good time and yeah. not get stressed out, right. I can, you know, do the same thing. Yeah. Okay, because I had guys in direct eliminations, you know, that I thought were going to like, you know, go really far. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, mean, I had like one make it to quarterfinals and it's like, oh, you got cheated out of it. 
And I tell them, okay, calm down. It's okay. Bad call. It happens to everybody. Don't worry about it. Just go out there. Do your best. Yeah. Okay. Just know you did your best. I know it's frustrating, but there's always next year, okay? Right. Or like combat cons coming up, okay? Mm-hmm. Think about the next one. Don't dwell so much on like what could have been. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay? Because, you know, like just think back to what it was like when I was like, you know, you know, competing. Yeah. You're there to have fun. Okay, especially like a niche sport like this. Yeah. Okay, you're like, okay. Exactly. So like, who are the weirdos playing with swords? Like, okay, yeah, so we're a bunch of like, you know, weirdos. Most of us are geeks. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, you, you can like listen to like conversations like, half the time you walk into conversations like, what are you talking about? D&D? What's going on here? <laughs> right? Are you LARPing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and see, the thing is, I remember like back in the early days mm-hmm. uh, of our sport, that was like one of the the concerns about like what they would and would not allow people to wear as protective gear. Yeah. Because they did not want us to be seen as LARPers. Right. Okay. So that's why like, although thank God it's gotten to the point now where it's, there's more color. Yes. For years there was like, okay, Just everyone's wearing black. black. Yeah. Black on black and black. Yeah. Because okay, that's serious because, you know, in a way it was kind of a throwback to the old um, sport fencing thing right. where all... Um, Instructors, you know, maestros wore black. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, if you wore black, that means you're you're you're, you're serious, serious swordsman. Yeah. Okay. And but we, we don't want to wear white because that's sport fencing. We're not those guys. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we'll, we'll all wear black. Yeah. Okay. Thank God, like mm-hmm. things have gotten better. So now, like you know, it's more color. Yeah. Everyone like lots of people like now paint their masks uh-huh. and stuff, and some of them are like pretty silly designs. Yeah. So that I think is what is gonna like you know help us grow mm-hmm. is people are out there having fun yeah and you know the people who like do this a lot um the community is actually fairly small yes. everyone pretty much knows everybody yeah okay i mean like there are some people i only see at the tournaments yeah okay but these are like people i've known for decades right 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 so like lots of times with the, these big get-togethers you know whether it's for like whether i'm teaching you know there or not or just there as a coach it's a chance to get together with friends, mm-hmm. meet new friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, and for me, the, the great thing is like watching new people like yourself. Like me. Yeah. I'd heard about you. Yeah. I'd never actually met you. I was like, oh, she's here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I didn't see the frustration. I just saw you when you were having fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one thing I'd say anyone who's just first getting to it is focus on the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what you want. Because that's why we do this. Right. Okay. Yeah. The medals and stuff are nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's not why you should be there. Yeah. Because okay? like one of the things, like, I mean, I had, like, some, like, baggage I had for, like, one of my old fencing coaches. Uh-huh. Where he used to say, like, yeah, if you, if you don't come home with the gold, okay, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Okay, because he says the silver medal just means you're the first loser. Yeah. Okay, so I, I just like I get that kind of stuff out of That's my head. True. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't go with that mindset because mm-hmm. it's when I had that mindset mm-hmm. that stopped being fun and I wasn't winning. Yeah. Okay, it's when I decided to have fun that oh, I got medals now. Yeah. Okay, I got these little trophies. Yeah. Okay, but to the point now, it's like I could care less about them. It's like I don't even like to spend them through like. I don't even know where half of them are anymore. So, okay, <laughs> they're probably in some box somewhere. Okay, because yeah. to me, it's like even now when I teach, like, although I've 
probably been one of the longest at it here in uh, Los Angeles. Uh-huh. I mean, because I've been... I'm basically one of the, the first people doing um, HEMA, although we called it WMA yes. back in the day, yeah. um, since the 90s. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's just me and uh, my training partner. Um, uh, we both had SCA backgrounds. Uh, it's like, we just started, oh wait, there's actual manuals. We yeah. don't have to like, you know, guess anymore. Yeah. We started doing it, and it was just like us meeting in a park. You know, and then for a while I, I tried, the, okay, I'm gonna rent, rent studio space, I'm gonna charge dues and like, yeah. do all, all that. But after a while I said, you know, it's like a job. I mean, it is. Yeah, I, it this is. is not it's why I want to do this. Yeah. Okay, so I no longer rent space. I'm back to like boy was like I'm back in the park. Yeah. Okay, just training whoever wants to come. I don't charge anymore because like tell people like I'd rather you spend your money buying equipment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to help me cover insurance stuff. Yeah. Great, but I'm just here to like share what I know yeah. with you. Yeah. And I don't really focus on teaching them how to win tournaments yeah but I do as a matter of fact most of my students um, are people who are actually part of one of the other schools mm-hmm. but just like training with me yeah and even though when they get to the tournament my school is not the one that they're registered under yeah okay I'm the one that's in the corner in the ring right right because they want me because they, they know that I'm, I'm going to talk them up I'm gonna, yeah I'm going to keep the spirits up and I didn't realize how important it is to have a good corner, especially oh, yes. when you're you're starting to just do it. Like I was really, um, I was really glad that I had my corner as like she was excellent. Yes. Because when I I just blacked out, and she was just like, try this, try that. I can see yeah. that you're starting to do this. You know, be mindful of that. It's no, it's, cause, so, cause, it's so important. Well, because especially like I mean, like especially with. Um, my one student that's like her very first tournament yeah. I was like okay just calm down yeah. you got this don't worry about it okay yeah. we got her and then I just noticed that you know the other coach because like my student was like was winning she's like oh I'm up like like I, I got three hits like you know she hasn't touched me yet yeah. but I said to the coach like whispered in her fighter's ear and all of a sudden she's just like table just turned and I was like okay calm down calm down okay She's not coaching right now. Okay, we gotta adjust. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, so even now it's like, even though I'm not the one out there with a sword in hand. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, I'm playing a little chess game with the other coach. Right. Okay. Right. What, what do I tell my person to counter what their, that coach just told her fighter? Yeah. Exactly. So so to me now it's 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 fun. Okay. Because one of the things that um, back when I was you know doing competitive sport fencing was one of the things I used to tell us was. It's physical chess. Right. So even now that, you know, it's, it's you know, not, you know, the, the really like more flimsy sport weapons. Yeah. Now that we're using, you know, like medieval techniques or, you know, whatever weapon. Yeah. You know, whether it's small swords, rapiers, long swords. It's still a mental game. It is, yeah. Okay. And I, I told us, okay, just focus on that. Have fun. But don't overthink. Yeah. Okay. One of the things I always... That's, say, say, that's a problem of mine. <laughs> is, I, I, I tell them, okay, you think before, you think after, don't think during. Yeah. Okay, because a lot of times I'll, I'll tell them, okay, you were thinking, weren't you? And they go, how could you like, I can see you, there's like this fracture of second pause. As I can see, I can almost see the wheels turning in your head. Like, no, that's why we do all the drills. So you don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Afterwards, like, I'll call time on, okay, 
this is what happened. Yeah. Okay. When you're out there, just react. That's why we drill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's got to be automatic responses. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, so when we have practice, like, we'll drill, we'll talk things through, we do practice spells, we'll talk it through. You know, the tournament, we do, like, you know, it's more of what happened, what didn't happen. Yeah. But don't worry so much about at the moment, like, at the moment, you're just doing it. If no one needs to be thinking, leave that to me. That's yeah. my job as coach. Yeah. You just go out there and have fun. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, what what I lose is like when when you score that 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 one hit. Yeah. Or you the pull off that one technique that you've been working on. Yeah. So much of practice like, like that adrenaline hits you the endorphins hit, like Yes. That's why we do this. Yes. I think I found my new LA coach when I move here. It's gonna be Chris. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so like you know, the, Yeah. That's why like See, to me, it's all it's all about having fun, okay? And if you're not there, out there to have fun, why are you doing this? Okay? Yeah, yeah. What, okay, it's, yeah, some of those medals are nice, but, like, it's not really worth anything. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can, like, spring, like, hey, look at my medals, like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. The valuable thing is, like, meeting people, having fun, because, like, the, the best part of SoCal Sword Fight was... The feast, the banquet afterwards. Yes. Okay, we were all there in the big room together. Yeah, you know, having fun and then yeah. talking to people you're eating with, and just getting up, walking around. Yeah, working the room, just talking yeah. to everybody. I mean, I didn't know you then. Yeah, but I remember like looking across the hall and thinking, "Oh, what's going on over there? Oh, it's that Jenna person." Oh no! <laughs> Look, like, you were just having so much fun. Oh. I go, okay, that's what this is all about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why we do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, we're out there, we're like trying to hit each other with these steel swords. Yeah. Okay. It looks dangerous, but it isn't. Yeah. Okay. But you're out there to have fun. Yes. And then afterwards, we get together, we talk about it. You know, it's like we talk about what happened, yeah. what didn't happen, what could have been. Okay. Are you going to this one? I'll, I'll see you there. Yeah. You know? I definitely love the sportsmanship and just the good camaraderie between yes. people that I've met in HEMA. Like, like, everybody from like the big very beginners like me to like people who've been doing it for years everybody's just so supportive and encouraging and that's one of the things that i hope we keep yes because um i've seen the dark side of that yeah um not so much in Hima, but i i've seen what it's like in olympic fencing like yeah. i said i had that one coach like okay yeah you come out it's it's gold or nothing yeah okay if you don't get a gold you're a loser yeah okay that's not the type of toxic environment that we want, okay? I don't want people going out there gaming the rule, the rules so much, yeah. okay? Arguing with directors, okay? I love the fact that a lot of our people, you know, in their bouts will self-call. Yeah. Even if, like, they're in, like, you know, metal, the metal rounds. Like, okay, no, my hit didn't count. That, that, don't count that. Yeah. Right? No, you guys just see it. I got hit. Yeah. You know? I love that. I hope that's yes. something we never lose. Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. When I yeah, when I did my small sword tournament, it, it was it was really cool to like be able to like have my opponent say, "Oh, that wasn't quality," or like that didn't I didn't really yeah. feel that. It was it was really cool because like that means that I can like keep fencing them too. <laughs> but because yeah. like a lot of times like because like like you know small sword it's very fast. Yeah. You hit and it's like. No, it's passe. That that didn't land. Yeah. That that that, that slid. Exactly. You know? 
it was it, it was definitely interesting between like um doing the small sword and the long sword just because like it was definitely i think harder to judge oh, because yes. it's so fast and it's all thrusts which is very hard to track i think but yeah it was it, it was interesting it, it was my favorite pool though like out of all of the the three i did cutting long sword and small sword small sword was my favorite one that i did and it was like a 10 person pool <laughs> Yeah, the the because it was like a one point thing, yeah. Well, which is different because the last time we did small sword here, yeah, um, it was like the other thing was like okay, so many points, yeah, as opposed to like no first foul hit, foul's over, yeah, yeah, exactly, and it happens so fast. Well, it's a fast one to yeah. begin with, but I I like that format because hopefully people are less likely to do suicidal moves. They'll actually Be, do what you're supposed to, exactly. like okay. You know, okay, all the moves in the manual work because you're not trying to just score a point. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to, like, score a point cleanly. It's the whole, like, touch without being touched. Yes. You know, yes. hit without being hit. Yes. Which, you know, the, the problem, like, like Longsword is, like, one of the things that, you know, the, the working with, okay, how do we, you know, reduce the number of doubles? Yeah. Right? How do you define what's an afterblow? What's a double? Yeah. You know, uh, and then when is it the after blow, not after blow, it's because it's too late. Yeah. You know, because like one of my, my students is like actually working with the, the people um, to try and like redefine it. Yeah. And whether it's train, training the fencers, training the, the, the judges, training the directors, so that it gets better. Because the weird thing is, at the higher, you saw more doubles in the advanced than you did at the beginner. Right. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting. You know, the fencing was still clean, but yeah. there were more doubles. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. That well, is, that's what yeah. we're, we're looking into, so. Exactly. Okay, well, that's very cool. Um, I, I guess, like, the last thing I want to ask, um, mm-hmm. so we can wrap this up, is, um, I guess, like, for... You seem to have, like, a lot of, like, experience, like, with... You know, with, with with coaching people and right. fencing yourself, and it seems like you have um, you seem to support the whole idea of like keep having fun. That's like the most yeah. like that's like a key ingredient to that. Well, um, I mean, okay, well, I'm dating myself now, but that's okay. <laughs> I've been doing this stuff for almost fifty years. Yeah. Okay, if I wasn't enjoying myself. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing it mm-hmm. for 50 years. That's true. That's true. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, it may have been something that I dreamed about as a little kid, like, you know, mm-hmm. watching Errol Flynn movies yeah. or like, you know, reading my fantasy books. Yeah. Right. Or like, you know, discovering that there's this brand new game called D&D. Yes, I'm that old. Yeah. I was there when <laughs> D&D first game. came out. Yeah. Um, and it's like, so I, I was like one of those people like, okay, I don't want to just read about it or play it in a game. Yeah. Okay, or watch a movie. I want to go out there and do it. Yeah. And then when I start doing it, I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. And like I said, the the, the one time when I was getting more frustrated was when I forgot the fun. Yes. So the thing that I I always keep in the back of my mind that I have to remind myself is, okay, I do it for fun. Yeah. Okay, when I'm teaching people, we're having fun. It's like, you know, lots of when we're talking, I'm always talking to them about, you know, almost joking about, like, you know, one of the things I... My students used to joke is like, the, the, I would always say, "Why aren't you killing me?" Because like I'll, I'll do something and yeah. it's like, then they took her like, "Wait, 
you're supposed to be killing me. Why aren't you killing me? Yeah. Why am I hitting you? Yeah. Okay. So like, even when I'm like giving lessons, like it's all about fun, like you know. Yeah. Or like you know, just like one of the techniques we do in sword buckle is like, yeah. So I do this, and I tickle you in the belly with my with my sword point. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's got to be fun. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna ask you about the the importance of like um, how, how what you were thinking, what you thought about free play, and it, but you already answered it, like because I, I I love the playfulness that we still ha- like that we have in Hema, yes. that you can still be you know silly, that you can still like do these drills and still like yeah. do some learning, but still like really be silly and have fun with it. So yeah, but you answer I mean, that. So I, I don't yeah. do this much because my classes aren't big, but I remember yeah. like, when I used to have bigger classes. I would have like games, like like we do like like what I call the, the zombie game, where I, I divide them up, so you like like you form like two like space people out, yeah, and whoever was up, yeah, would have to fight their way through the zombies to that. get to get to like the boss, which yeah. is you, which is me standing at the end going, okay, fight you through all of them, then you face me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. That is so much fun. Okay, and then. You know, you keep going, but yeah. if one of the zombies gets you, yeah. you take their place, and that zombie gets to start the beginning, and they it's, it takes their turn. So, I used to come up with like games like that, or you know, there's like a, a condition exercise I do mm-hmm. where it's like we like we form a circle and you just like cycle in and out. Yeah. So, but it's like just it's like it's a reaction slash endurance thing. Right. But it's all about having fun. Right. Okay. Because like when you do drills, drills are boring. They are. Everyone knows that. Yes. But they're necessary. Yes. Absolutely. But it's I gotta agree. be fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not very tournament focused. Yeah. I mean obviously I do coach people. Yeah. My students do go find tournaments. Yeah. But it isn't my my goal. My goal is like, okay, we're out here, we're gonna learn, we're gonna see if we can recreate what's in all these, you know, old manuals. Yeah. And we're gonna have fun doing it. Yeah. And oh by the way, let's see if it actually works. Yeah. Yeah. See me that that's what Church was like, okay. It doesn't want the medals, but having fun and seeing whether the stuff actually works. Right, right, right. So. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Like, that was an awesome, awesome conversation I had with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to support the podcast, please become a supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash swords and mental health.